Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Intentional Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and my beautiful and talented wife, Cresta, is not joining us tonight. This is the podcast where we talk about ways you can strengthen your relationship. You can join us each and every week for inspiring stories, practical advice, and expert tips that you can use to make your partnership even more successful. Thanks for tuning in. And tonight, I've got the privilege to be talking with my youngest son, Derek. As you guys know, a few weeks ago, I talked with Ethan and brought him on the podcast to uh, kind of share his experience having me as a father. And I figured what better way than to bring the youngest son on and talk about that as well. Because as all you parents know, when you have two kids, you parent them differently, you talk with them differently, because like each and every one of us, they're unique and uh, unique individuals. And Derek specifically, is a very intelligent man, a very strong man, right, Derek? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we'll get to this. And uh, Derek, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, thanks for having me. It's kind of cool to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Yeah, something you never thought you'd see your dad do, huh? Exactly, yeah. I thought, if anything, I would be doing this before you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's awesome, mm-hmm. dude. So as you and I were sitting chatting, kind of deciding what to talk about. Uh, you brought up something very interesting that I think is is kind of unique that a 18-year-old, as you, you just turned 18 last week or a yeah. few weeks ago, mm-hmm. is really proud of. And, you know, I can't explain it to you enough how proud I am of you mm-hmm. that this is something you want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Derek brought up, he said, why don't we just talk about why I do the right things for the right reasons. And he's like, I think that came from you. I think it came from how I was raised. He's like, but I'm not sure. And so I thought, well, let's explore that topic. So tell me a little bit about what you were thinking and why you wanted to talk about that. Yeah. So like, I don't know what it happened, happened in my life, but I just remember like, especially in like high school, I've always been like very disciplined. I've always done like the right thing. I've always given like 110%. Like in football, I got the empty a tank award, basically like the guy who gave the best effort on the team. And like just in my life, I've always wanted to do the right thing. I've never done like anything legal. Like that's been like a hard mindset. Whenever I'm hanging out with my friends, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I'll leave if we're going to do anything illegal. And yeah, I just I just feel feel like that's weirder. Like I wonder how I was raised to be like that. Yeah, that's, that's actually a really good question because... You know, your mom and I, when we set out to raise you and your brother, that was, we wanted you guys to be honest, decent people. And that was something that, that we set out from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think you can say that for the most part, both your parents are that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we do the right thing for the right reasons. Do we always do the right thing? No. No, because we mm-hmm. mess up. You know, we're human. You know, this this human experience is not perfect, but in this in the same uh, breath, we do try to raise you that way. We did try to raise you that way. And mm-hmm. I can't tell you how encouraging it is to, to know that it, it, we see the fruits of that, mm-hmm. but to hear you on the other side of that, say that was, that was something that, that is instilled in you now. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back a little bit and talk about some of the things that maybe led up to that. So what are some things that maybe you felt were different in your upbringing compared to some of your friends? Uh, so I think one of the huge things that I kind of took for granted in middle school 
was uh like i learned this in financial literacy it's like one of the codes of the west but it's be tough but be fair and you guys really instilled that throughout my childhood because whenever i'd like i'd be able to go to my friend's house i'd be able to hang out with like everyone and like a lot of kids didn't have that or just stuff like that and then i'd like basically have a lot more privilege than most kids and then but whenever i did something wrong that would all be taken away like i'd be punished for my actions or i'd always get like i used to be like a really angry kid throw attention temper tantrums yeah when i was a kid and i just i got punished for that and so i think that helped make me just calm and just like realize like what i have and like just do what you're supposed to yeah that's very true you know when you were a you and ethan were, were night and day ethan was the kid that was born that was always smiling always happy and you were always happy as well. Don't get me wrong in, in what I'm about to say, but you always had to try and prove that you could do what your brother was doing. And there's three, yes. three years that separate you guys. You know, now that you're 18 and he's 21, or he'll be 21, that age doesn't seem such a big deal. But when you're one and he's four, or you're four and he's seven, that's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And I think you always challenged yourself to try and do what he did and... Uh, you know, for, for the most part, I think we kind of let you do that and let you be in your own skin. But at the same time, there were times you would get extremely angry at your brother and, you know, there was discipline involved in there. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you as, as your father, you always responded very well to that. It wasn't something you liked. It mm -hmm. wasn't something you were, it, it wasn't as a parent, you always got to break your kid's will. Mm -hmm. Like that's the challenge as a father is to break your kid's will without breaking their spirit. And <laughs> yeah. that's a very fine line to do because if I would have crossed that line from breaking your will to breaking your spirit, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have the attitude you do today. Yeah. And it's by the grace of God that that happened. Like, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I'm not <laughs> saying that, that I had some magic formula mm -hmm. to do that. But, you know, I, I think of times, one time specifically, and it's just coming to mind now. Mm -hmm. I remember us being in Indonesia when we lived in the tribe and you were angry about something and I remember spanking you and like, you just glared right back at me. Like, <laughs> I am not going to cry. This is not going to hurt me. And you know, it's sad to say, but it took a couple times of spanking you to get you to that place where you're like, okay, like <laughs> I'm done. I'm done playing this game. <laughs> yeah. This is hurting too much. I'm, I'm done. Mm -hmm. You know? And one thing I, I, I praise God about is I never, I, I never thought or felt that I crossed that line and seeing you as a man now, I, I, I thank God that, that it worked out that way. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you talked about being that, that player in football that emptied the tank. Mm -hmm. How would you practice or how would you show up to practice each and every day that would dif differentiate you from your, your, uh, your other teammates? I don't know. It's just like, to me, it was very strange. Cause like I showed up, I want to play football. I'm going to give like 100% like you're here to play a game. You're here to do a drill. Uh, so why not be the best at it or give your full effort? And because you got to do that every single play, you're going to do that during the game. So like for me, it was just logical and not a lot of people see, saw that. So you'd have to build them up and help them fight with you. But yeah. And so how hard was it for you to encourage your teammates or to push your teammates to do the right things? Uh, so a lot of the So in football, it was actually pretty difficult especially for me because I started varsity in my sophomore year, which sounds really cool, but you have zero respect on the team. 
So I basically took a step back and like you have to be a follower to be a good leader as well. And so I was really able to distill that like my junior and senior year when I had a little bit more like seniority and was more respect. But in soccer, it was huge for me because me, I'm like, uh, I was probably like 190, 200 pounds on the soccer team. Probably like the next heaviest kid is like 160, 170. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of tiny little kids, but I would always go out there and compete my heart out. And whenever we do sprinting workouts is huge is I would always be able to run further than them. So if I talk trash on you weighing like 200 pounds, like you had to pick it up. Like there's no <laughs> excuse there. That's awesome. But yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you played soccer, what, your sophomore and junior year? Yeah. Because freshman year, there was COVID. And then sophomore and junior year, I was able to play and help the team out. And then my senior year, I was going to do the same thing. Like soccer is a lot of fun. And then I ended up uh, spraining, getting like a high ankle sprain. And so that put me out for a month. And I'm like, I was already set on doing the military. That's a whole nother thing. But I just like, I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to be one of those kids playing JV his senior year to have an injury that lasts you till you're like, in your lifetime basically right yeah. right and you you speak of that from watching your dad me <laughs> yes get an injury when i was your age and never take care of that mm-hmm. yeah. and how you know mine was a back injury that could have been taken care of if, if i would have done what i should have done at the time yeah. but how often have you seen me laid up because of my injury that yeah. i never took care of yeah i did see that a lot that I bet you that's what influenced most of my decision (laughs) because I was like, I was just like, no, I'm not going to do anything like at all period. I'm not going to like try and do recovery and come back in a couple of weeks. I'm just like that. That's silly. People just end up hurting themselves more. It's not worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't knock on wood here. Uh, (laughs) I I haven't had a a flare up with my back in a while. Uh, Mm -hmm. but that is something that, you know, you and your brother saw growing up was, mm-hmm. was that injury I, I dealt with that I got when I was, I think I was 18. I went backpacking, hurt my back or I actually, I hurt my back. And instead of rehabbing and, and doing what I should have done, I put on a 50, 60 pound backpack and went <laughs> hiking in Yosemite for five days that, that aggravated it even more. And mm-hmm. even after that, I never took care of it. You know, yeah. I don't think it was at the point of no returning even at that point, but I, I just never took care of it and I'm dealing with it today. And I like that you're able to take my life experience, things that I've messed up on and say, that's a road I'm not going to go down mm-hmm. because I've seen what you struggle with. I, I've seen how you deal, de- deal with that on a continuous basis. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for me. And I think that shows a sign of maturity on, on your part to mm-hmm. do that. Uh, you know, one thing, one thing I never got to do with you that I got to do with Ethan a little bit more and uh, was coach you. Yeah. As far as your sports go, but I got to coach you one time mm-hmm. and that was football. Yeah. And what grade were you in? Uh, it was before like fourth grade. So yeah. second or third grade, second or third grade. Mm-hmm. I remember because you had another coach and he had mm-hmm. to drop out who I worked with. It was a coworker of mine. And then, yeah. then I took his place and I remember at second grade and you being a, a high school football player, I wasn't. I'm a spectator for football. <laughs> <laughs> you understand how, how simple the game is at that level. Oh, yeah. But I felt over, I I felt above, way underwater when I was coaching you guys in second grade. <laughs> you know, I had three or four plays that we ran all the time because <laughs> that's all I knew how to do. <laughs> and so as you, you didn't play baseball like as much as Ethan. Mm-mm. And because of that, you played football. You were very good at football. And I think I think because I, 
I didn't have the skill set to coach there. I, that that's one thing I, I wish I, and I don't know that I could have ever gotten it to actually coach you, but that's one thing I, I wish I would have been able to do was coach you in football a little bit. But mm-hmm. so looking towards the future, what, what are your future plans? What, what are you looking at doing? Uh, honestly, I have no idea, but I do know the military is the future for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, because I've wanted to get into cybersecurity for a long time now. Cause I've taken like programming, web design, cybersecurity, like networking, a whole bunch of computer classes at my school and I love them. And so I just love the military cause it's about like the discipline that they instill is great. And I feel like I have the same values as them, especially with like my work on the football field. I'm very disciplined. And so I just thought it'd be a great option for me. There's a whole bunch of benefits that come with it. And so I was going to join the Air National Guard. I was going to do one weekend a month. And I was going to go to the only university in Wyoming, the University of Wyoming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then so after I took all the tests, passed, whatever, it turns out the job was full. And so now it's been like, I think like two or three weeks now. And so I've just been uh, kind of in limbo and just looking at other like militaries like the marines or the navy or the air force or i could even just do like active duty which would be like a nine to five job basically for four years and you're in the contract but i'm not entirely sure where i am right now okay Mm -hmm. so you and i have talked quite a bit about this Mm -hmm. where where is your head at today with it uh, so I'm going to be honest, it changes like every other day. <laughs> okay. So you're just like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question mm-hmm. and I don't think I've asked you this before. Does your mind change based on who you talk to last? It's Absolutely. Based yes. on the recruiter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so you are a lot like me where mm-hmm. we get excited about certain things because we're very optimistic in, yeah. our, in our nature mm-hmm. and, uh, your mom and your brother are not, <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that, that's a trait you, you and I share and you know, that's great for most of life. But when you're trying to make a decision where you have two or three parties that you're communicating with and both are all three sound equally as appealing, it's hard for us to make a decision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's something that I, th- I think you and I both struggle with and, my my advice for you is it does not get easier. <laughs> yeah, um, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that that I think you know you have at at this stage in your life. When I was your age, you have more discipline than I do. So I think I think you're ahead of the curve on that. So mm-hmm. that is encouraging. Yeah. Um, it didn't mean, it means I didn't pass all my bad traits <laughs> to you. <No. laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I th- I think as as you're and you and I have talked about this, you're very good at setting some goals for you or knowing where you want to end up in five ten years. You and I mm-hmm. talked talked about this a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and you know that's one of the reasons I don't I don't really worry about what decision you make. Yeah, because I I know you've thought them all out, and I know that you know it. If you join the Air Force today. Are you maybe going to look at the Marines at some point and say, man, that would have been fun? Yeah. yeah of course you are because mm-hmm. they have that combat training that you've talked about that, <laughs> that may be a little bit more fun than than not having it in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you join the Marine Corps, you're going to be in the middle of that combat training say, saying, why the heck did I sign up for this? I could be <laughs> I could be in my exactly. specialized school not getting yelled at right now. I wouldn't even have to be at school. I'd be done by then. <laughs> right? <laughs> How long the training is there. Yeah. yeah. So... 
Um, I'm just excited about your future. I'm excited about the decision, the, the decisions you're going to make. And for, for me as a father, just sitting back and, and, and watching you and offering you the advice when you do come and ask for it, I just, I get a lot of joy out of seeing you and your brother just make these life decisions because as a parent, so often you go through life and, and you'll find this out someday like you're guiding your kids and you're hoping that you're guiding them to make the right decisions. You're hoping that you're guiding them to get to a point to where when they have to make major life decisions, they can, they can make intelligent ones. And I just sit back and watch you and your brother. And it's just, it's bittersweet as I've said mm -hmm. before, because you guys are moving away. Mm -hmm. That sucks. But the good part is, is I'm seeing you guys make good life decisions and good decisions that are going to benefit you guys in the long run. And, and that's, that's awesome for a father to see, mm -hmm. you know, because you talk about, you know, you're wanting to, to, to move away and, and I won't say specifically where exactly, but you're mm -hmm. wanting to move away from Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And I look at that and I'm like, man, that's going to suck. However, look back at my life. <laughs> I moved to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I've moved to Missouri. I've moved to Mississippi. I've moved to Indonesia. I've moved to Wyoming. Like, I set that standard for you that you need to move a lot of times. <laughs> so, you know, and I think you lived in every place but Wisconsin and, and Mississippi with us. And you, you've you moved a lot in your life. Mm -hmm. Well, you moved a lot before you were in second grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then after second grade, you kind of slowed down a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I still ha have this picture in the back of my mind of, of you running around speaking Javanese and nobody understanding what you're saying except for the Indonesians. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, man, I'm just excited for where you're going. I'm excited about what you're going to do. And I, I couldn't be prouder of you as, as, uh, as a father. And uh, man, I, I'm just looking forward to, to what the next four or five years bring you uh look looking more long term do you know what your long-term goals are i i do but i don't because i've like personally for me i don't think i really care where i end up in life because like currently right now as a kid well i just turned 18 but <laughs> i think it'd be really cool to work for like the nsa or like work inside the pentagon or do some cool government job like that or maybe work for some big computer company but personally, like, like emotionally, I feel like if I just had like a wife and kids, I'd be a happy family. Yeah. And I feel like if I could just get to that point where you settled down and you have a nice family, I think that's really the goal in life. Cause like for me, it's to be happy. Like what's the point of living if you're not going to be happy. Right. And so if I just got like a wife and kids, I feel like that'd be a lot of fun mm -hmm. and maybe just end up being a teacher. Cause I like working with people. I love uh, going to like all the clubs at school and I feel like teaching would be a lot of fun, but cybersecurity is a lot of fun for me right now. It's going to make a lot of money for me right now. Yeah. So it's going to help me get into that position where I can do whatever I want, or I could be a teacher making who knows how much money. Right. By that, it's probably not that much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like you yeah. and I have talked, like te teachers make a good salary. Yeah. You know, uh, are, are you going to have the, the $10 million home and LA somewhere? Probably not, you know, yeah. but at the same time, you know, you're going to, you're going to have, like you said, everything that's going to make you happy in life. Mm -hmm. And I, again, like that excites me as well when you talk about that, because you do have those things that you're aspiring 
towards and you do have those those long, longer term goals and you know maybe maybe in an ideal world you get both you're working at the pentagon or you're working for nsa and you've got the the wife and kids and family and coaching football on the side if that's i know that's something you've talked about doing before you know may, maybe you can have all those things mm-hmm. you know i i think it's i think it's exciting for me as your father to kind of watch and see how that's all going to unfold for you because i th- I, th- I think you're very intelligent and you've got a good head on your shoulder. So I don't really, I, it doesn't concern me with the decisions you make. It, it's more enjoying watching how your life unfolds. And, uh, yeah. So I'm excited for you. Yeah, me too. I'm kind of scared right now because I just don't know what I'm going to do or where I'm going to end up, but I know it'll be, it'll be fun in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like you and I have talked before, I, I don't think you can go wrong with any branch of the military. Mm-hmm. I think you just got to decide from talking with you and I haven't talked to the recruiters and I don't know much about the job specific that you're talking about. It almost sounds to me like you've got to determine, you've got to, you've got to answer two questions. Do you want to be active or do you want to be reserved? Mm-hmm. And after you decide that you got to determine what, what type, what type of boot camp you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Cause it seems like after the boot camp, the jobs are all pretty much the same. Yeah. That, that's what I feel like as well, but they're just like, you, you don't know till you get there really. Right. Because they're all the same job title and the, they all go through training the internet says oh this one's better and then you talk to the recruiter who gave you the number to some guy and he's like oh no this is better and you're like it's all the same really yeah. like at the end of the day you still have job experience in the same job <laughs> right <laughs> and recruiters are great salesmen mm-hmm. they really are uh and that's coming from a salesman <laughs> yeah. so, so all right well i appreciate you coming on derek it's been a lot of fun. You are obviously welcome back anytime to talk about anything you would like to talk about. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. And, uh, yeah, words just can't describe how, how, how proud I am of you. Yeah. yeah, well, thanks for having me and thanks for raising me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been uh, some reason why I turned out this way. <laughs> right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, Thanks again, Derek. And if anybody is looking to take the next step towards having a more intentional and healthy relationship with your partner, then marriage coaching is the perfect investment for you. Start today by scheduling a free 30-minute breakthrough session where we can determine the best plan moving forward. With your help, you'll gain the tools necessary to create a healthier and more fulfilling future together. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, drop a comment. Uh, You guys can reach us at deviationbydesign.com, deviationbydesign.com. And come September 1st, we're going to have a new website up that is going to be geared specifically uh, for you married men. So keep listening, and we'll let you know when that comes out. Thank you, guys.